G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Project Sports. We've got a big show lined up today. Uh, my name's Corey and I'm joined by one of my good mates, Zach. How are you today, bro? Very good, mate. How are you? I'm oh, excellent. We're at uh, change of location today. Yeah, around, the, uh, around to my house today. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Different scenery. Yeah, I ran out of ran out of drinks and, and snacks at my house, so we decided to come here, which is pretty cool. Um, but big show today. We're going to take everyone through uh, a giveaway first of all. After we talk about our golf endeavours uh, on Friday, we're going to go through some tips and some multis, nice and early, so you can start putting them on for the weekend. Uh, and then also take us through all the latest NRL and AFL news. So I'm pretty excited. But why don't you go and kick us off about how the golf went? Well, mate, we're now back to. What is it? You won five wins and I've snuck up to three. You did. So picked up another win. So I've three in the trot. Yeah. It's, um, and at this point in time, like we've both just got it on a bit of a run. Yeah. And then not yep. being able to go, not being able to pick back up after a loss. So. I must say though, regardless of me losing by one shot, everyone needs to know that by it one was shot. One. Yep. That was without a doubt the best round of golf we've played to date. Oh, 100%. So. I think probably the best round of golf that I've like maybe ever played at City to be yeah, fair yeah not uh not my best round ever but look it was the since we've started it was my best best round since we've gone so I was pretty happy with that and yeah I think uh I think good things to come from the both of us well hopefully we don't go out there and mess it all up this week and no, no. go 10 shots backwards or something like that yeah which is highly likely yeah highly likely in speaking of that, however, we've uh, got something exciting for the listeners. Uh, we're going to kick you off with our very first giveaway tonight. So I wanted to say a very big thank you, first of all, to uh, the Fairway at City Pro Shop and also City Golf Club Toowoomba uh, for giving us this uh, donation to give away. Um, we've got a 18-hole round of golf, uh, including buggy hire at City Golf Club. Uh, up for grabs and we're only asking a few things for you so if you love your golf or if you don't really like golf but you want to get out and have a day off work or um, take one of your mates out and flog them in a round could be a nice uh, little gift for someone could be a gift for someone we're willing to re-accept that you could yeah you could give it back to us that would be nice (laughs) Uh, but look 18 holes of golf um, city golf club beautiful golf course so if you haven't been there and you don't win this uh, prize I'd, i'd really highly suggest getting down there and checking it anyway all we're asking of you, we're going to put up a Facebook post after the show tonight. All we want you to do is like Project Sports Facebook page. We want you to share the post and we want you to tag two mates in it. Okay, so we're getting a few people out there, or a lot of people hopefully, um, interested in winning this prize uh, and then they can go and enjoy their round of golf. So um, anything else on that, mate? No, just again, just a huge thanks to obviously um, the guys down at the Pro Shop, shop and uh, City Golf Club for officially been one of our um, first supporters of the show so thanks very much guys and uh yeah we've enjoyed playing golf out there so yeah it's a beautiful course and although i spend more time in the trees and the fairway i do know it's a beautiful course so we get to walk on the fairway though That's yeah, we walk nice. on the fairway yeah it's, it's nice to go up there so Alrighty, well let's crack into some tips and some multis first of all tonight so we'll quickly go through how our tips are tracking um Look, we're not getting better on the AFL tips. Uh, last week, you had a shocker, four out of nine, and I wasn't much better, five out of nine. So, but I think uh, I feel like there were a few fifty fifties last week, though. Yeah, but you took all the wrong fifties, I guess. I so. did. I did. Obviously, we're looking at uh, I'm on thirty one, and uh, you're on twenty nine. So, uh, got a, got a lead by two there. NRL was a bit more even. Um, I think we only had one different. We only had one different pick. 
But we've both gone six out of eight. So I'm not sure how we've done that. Excellent. Yeah, but six out of eight last week. So better round on the NRL. Um, too bad I had most of my multis on the AFL, and that's where I, I lost it all. So, but we're both sitting on forty two at this stage in the NRL. So, looking like uh, you reckon it's an easy week for NRL this week. Oh, look! It seems like one of those weeks where you should one just of those be able to pick weeks. You know, six or seven pretty confidently. But I don't know. Just the way that I'm going, I'll probably be really confident and do my dough and it'll all go wrong and yeah. it'll all go wrong and I'll, all go I'll, wrong. I'll end up getting two out of eight or something so well we'll see what happens um multis mate do you want to go first or do you want me to kick us off yeah no i'll kick us off for today uh well this week's multi and i've gone with hopefully what i'm thinking is a bit of a safer play for the week and we've got seven legs across the afl and the nrl five nrl two afl and it all starts off on Thursday night. I'm going to go the Sydney Roosters to beat the Canberra Raiders. Um, the Raiders are struck with uh, an injury blow, an ACL injury blow to Josh Hodgson, the hooker. And honestly, I think that's really going to hurt them coming towards you know the finals and things like that. I just I wonder if they're actually if they actually can be you know a top four and premiership contender mm. without him this year. So I think the first week without him, the Roosters. They're just going great guns, no matter how many injuries they get. They're just so well drilled that the next bloke slots in and, and does his job. So I expect the, the Roosters to win, so you can get them head-to-head at $1.23. Um, I'd then go on the West Tigers to beat the Broncos. Um, down in Sydney, I know the Broncos beat the Doggies last week, but let's be honest, there's not much of an achievement. Um, I still, still think there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Michael Maguire, the Tigers coach, he's made some more changes this week. He's dropped... Uh, Luke Brooks and um, Josh Reynolds out of the halves, and he's put Benji Marshall and Billy Walters in. So he's basically keeping his side pretty hungry down there, and he set a standard that if you can't perform to what he wants, um, he's going to throw you out. So I think the West Tigers will bounce back this week and get, and get a win. I've then got Parramatta to beat Manly. Um, Manly, they're just in all sorts of trouble with Injury injuries too, aren't they? at the yeah. moment. So I, I just think Parramatta going way too well. Um, Sharks to beat the Warriors, the Sharkies. They've been picking up the last couple of weeks. They got a bit of a tailing from the Panthers last week, but I mean Panthers are quality in my opinion, and I just think the Warriors. Uh, I mean they lost to the Titans last week, and you know no offense to the Titans, they're you know they're hanging in there, and and you know a great win for them, but it was probably uh it wasn't the most exciting game ever. So I think the Sharkies should be able to beat the Warriors. I've then gone the Panthers to beat the Cowboys. I don't really think this needs an explanation. The Panthers just should be too good. Mm. Uh, and then in the AFL, we've got Port Adelaide, um, who bounced back after their loss against Brisbane with a really good win against GWS. Um, I think they should beat Cartman. $1.43, I think, is a bit of value. And then West Coast to beat Fremantle in the West Coast Derby at $1.38. So that those seven legs will get you $7.91. Nice. Well, it's... I think you've got a, a good pick there. There's a couple I would question. Uh, I don't love the Tigers against the Broncos. And I have tipped the, tipped the Broncos all year until last week when I tipped the Bulldogs and I got it wrong. So Broncos have not got me one point right this year, apart from maybe round one. But uh, I just don't like I don't like the look of that. But seven dollars, what did you say? Seven ninety one. Look, if you if you're a bit scared like Corey and you want to take that one out. So six legs, take the Tigers out, you can still get $5.20. I think that's mm, yeah. that's a pretty good bet. I might jump around that. Well, let's go to my Mine's all AFL, uh, like usual. Um, and I've felt like I've gone a bit safer this week. 
Uh, all I've done is I've picked two games. I've got uh, Port Adelaide um, to to win against the uh, against the Blues against Carlton, and I've got West Coast Eagles to win against Fremantle. And all I need in those two games is two goal kickers. So Charlie Dixon from Port Adelaide and Eddie Betts from Carlton in game one. And then Josh Kennedy and Oscar Allen in game two. And uh, he's going to pay out $5.72. So Lovely. I cannot see this one losing. <clears throat> um, so I've got my money on that one to start us off this week. Uh, we've got something exciting. Do you want to take the listeners through our latest addition to the multi? Yeah, well, what we're going to do, listeners, is we're actually going to... We've got a new little, uh, I guess, segment that you could probably call it, and it's called Project Cash. And what we're going to do is um, we're going to kick us off with $50, and we're going to give you our best bet of the round, and um, it'll double up. And, um, yeah, Corey's... He, he, we're going to take it week to week. Corey's going to kick us off this week. And then I'll bet with the cash next week. So what do you got for us this week, mate? Well, I've, I'm on the AFL. Yep. Thursday night, so it's going to be over early if, uh, if I lose. Cats versus Collingwood. And I didn't rate Cats at the start of the year, but I just think there's a lot of value here. And I thought, I want to dub my money really quickly. Really early too. And really early, really quickly. Don't even want to get into the round. Just want to double it and get out. Cats. Yep. For a little win, 1-39. to 39. Ooh. We'll pay out at, I think it was two dollars and thirty cents. Yep. So if we put in, I've put in the fifty bucks. Yep. And we should get back a hundred and eleven dollars and eighty five cents. Excellent. So quick little double of money. I just, I really like the look at the cats against Collingwood. Um, I think Collingwood. I really rate them. Um, and but look at the cats. I I think I rate them as well. It's um actually over in. Perth is the game. It's over at Optus Stadium, so yeah. there's going to be no, you know, advantage from the MCG or anything. Even though you know, cats are obviously from, from Victoria as well. There's going to be no home ground advantage. They're both on level playing field. There should be a good crowd there, and I really think cats will actually step up and and uh, prove winners here. So I hope I'm right. Otherwise, we've lost our fifty bucks very early. Well, I mean, it's good form. They they come out and beat the Lions mm. last weekend. So, yep. Yep. you know, two dollars fifteen again. I think it's value. Well, it was $2.15 oh, like, $2. well, was just for the win. but for the um, win and two yeah, thirty for the um, one yeah. thirty nine win. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Alrighty, that's our first uh, Project Cash. So, um, well, we better kick off with uh, some NRL news, mate. Yeah, let's jump into it. So, I'm um, going to start off with Thursday night. And one of the highlights of probably, you know, happened so early. It was Thursday night, but probably with the highlight of the weekend was um, Matt Ikevalu from the Roosters in their big win. 42 to 16 over the Cowboys. Uh, he actually got called up into the side at the end of the, like, nearing the end of the warm up. So Brett Morris had, um, had a, uh, I think it was a strain to his groin or something and didn't complete the warm up. Anyway, needed a replacement. Matt Ikevalu, he's the 18th man. And the story goes, you know, he's just about to go, you know, grab a, grab a Coke and, and a hot pie and sit down and just relax and watch the footy. And they've sort of said, hey, Matty, you're in. And he's jumped in on the wing. He's played right wing. And in that victory, he's actually picked up five tries. And it's the first time Arus has done that since 1955. So, I mean, an amazing achievement to score five tries in, in, in an NRL game. And, you know, I read some comments on Facebook. And you've always got the Warriors out there. 
uh, like the keyboard warriors out there saying, you know, my grandma could have scored those tries and all he had to do was catch it and put it down. But, I mean, he's playing at an NRL level. He's had to do something quite tremendous to even be considered to be uh, a player in the NRL. And, yeah, he's got he's got rewarded by having a great team and um, and doing his job. He did his job. He scored five tries mm. um, and, he, and he finished them and that's all you can ask him to do. So I'm not going to be critical of that at all. No, very well cool. I mean, the, the biggest question is what happened to the coke and pie? Like, well, <laughs> did Morris drink it and, and eat the pie? Or what's maybe, going on? Maybe. Did he get it after the game? Did That's... Morris pay him back? I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did he get his five bucks back? Exactly. But uh, the the other thing that's interesting about this is this could be if uh, Brett Morris is all right to play this weekend, it could be the first time ever that someone scored five tries and then in the next week got dropped. How crazy is that to think about? Well, that sort of goes back to what... You spoke about before about the depth of the roosters. Yeah, hundred percent. Someone goes out, it's like you know they'll you chop a head off, something else pops back up, and they've just got the depth there. If someone does go out, they've got a bloke ready to step in and fill that role and score five tries. And I've got no doubt that if what was his name, Ikevali? Ikevali. If he wasn't there, Morris probably scores five tries. Yep. Um, you know, obviously someone's setting up those plays and he's finished him off. But um, that's just the depth, and that's why they're you know arguably. The top or, or the second contender right now. Yeah, exactly or, right, a mate. Third in a row, yeah, hundred percent. And um, keeping with the scoring, or, or the the try scorers of the weekend, I've actually got on. It was Sunday afternoon. Charlie Staines, uh, for the Panthers, made his debut, and he scored four tries on debut. So his very very first NRL game scores four tries in a um, in a big win for the Panthers. Over the Sharks. Geez, haven't we seen some, like, four and five? Oh, not, no, fivers, but, you know, you had Mike Acevo. Just last, last weekend. Week, four yeah. tries. Another four and five tries this weekend. Yeah, wingers are racking up tries, man. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good to, to, to watch at the moment. But my interesting comment about around um, Charlie Staines is he's made his debut, had a phenomenal game, like, You'd be just that pumped after, you know, finishing that game. All you'd want to do is get around the boys, have have a couple of drinks, maybe, you know, see your family, all that sort of stuff, and, and just celebrate. And unfortunately for Charlie, he's actually been stood down um, for this weekend's game. And it's due to, uh, he, he sort of, he well, he broke um, the player protocol around, the, like, corona. And he's had too many family members and friends back at his house. And, you know, on, again... First, you know, headline comes up and you think this bloke's just thrown a, you know, a party and had 100, 100 people over and just got on it and uh, and had a good time. But, you know, he's he had under 10 people and it was family and close friends. And unfortunately, he's, you know, it it has broken protocol and um, we we understand that. But I just find it, geez, it's a bit rough, you know, like, mm. imagine how pumped he'd be. He, you know, hasn't he gone out there deliberately to... Uh, to you know, to do anything wrong, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, everyone else is starting to live a normal life again, and it's just unfortunate that uh, you know everyone has these slips up, slip ups during the day. I don't know how many times you you go to the shopping center and you don't purposely mean to do it, but you see people that aren't one point five meters away. But you know, we're not going to just punish those people. It's just it's something that we're all we are still all getting used to. So yeah, I suppose how how many people are out there actually breaking the rules in, you know, who aren't. NRL players and getting away with it and you know no one says a thing yeah um, you know 
we've had this conversation at it, at you know where we work we work at a gym as as many of you know and we've really done our best and, and a really good job of keeping up with a really high standard but you know I'm not having a crack at West Farmers or Bunnings here but you can go to Bunnings and there's 14,000 people there and no one's following any any social distancing so uh, we're not we're not here to talk about coronavirus but obviously it's it's hard to sort of see no, it just makes it tough you know I just I just feel for the young kid you know like yeah he just he's obviously made a mistake because you know they, they know the rule obviously they know their protocol and whatnot but I think just in the moment, he, he's obviously just got pumped up. He scored four tries, tries, tries on debut. It obviously means a lot to him. He's just had his family around, a couple of mates. And, What's um, he been sort of down how long for? Like? I think he's just got like a one one or two match suspension yeah. for it. So, oh, um, I suppose it's, it's not... Coppered on the chin. Yeah, coppered on the chin. Yeah, we'll move on. But yeah, yeah. Interesting talking point. Let us know what you think on the Facebook page. Mm. Um, if you agree with us or, or not, I guess. Yeah, well... <laughs> Um, moving on though, we now have, uh, I'm going to look at the couple of games that, uh, highlighted last week. So first off being the Storm and the Raiders. I thought, I said last week that this would be the, um, the match of the round and absolutely, I think it lived up to that, um, that title. It was an absolute cracker of a game. There was only six points in it, the Storm, um, going down winners, but just the whole way it was pretty topsy-turvy. Um, and the Raiders sort of, they come back at the end. Scored a try with 60 seconds to go to get it to that six-point margin. And just a few small lapses in concentration and just a bit of class from the Storm. Got the Storm over the top. But again, we already mentioned this, but the big injury news out of this is Josh Hodgson is gone for the year. Torn his ACL. And yeah, it just begs the question, what does that mean for the Raiders? And for me, I just think, I don't think the Raiders can win a grand final without him. To be fair, I think he just plays too much of a role. Do they have a the quali- Do they have a quality hooker stepping in? Well, they got you know they've got their backup hooker, who goes alright. Um, I think it's Harvey, but I don't know. Mm. He's he yeah he's a quality player, but he's no Josh Hodgson. You know, he, yeah, he really controls the game and their tempo, and he's got a good kicking game out of dummy half, and yeah, just really runs the team. And I just think they're really going to miss him. And yeah, I don't think they can. I don't think they'll be in the grand final, or you know, I don't think they'll be a top four side now because of that. But it also begs a question, and I want to ask this to you, Corey. Like, are we underrating the storm at the moment? And I say with this this with the greatest respect, but I feel like there's a you know everyone's talking about the eels, the roosters, the panthers going really well, the knights coming into the top eight. We're talking about all these teams, but. No one's really talked about the Storm, but as it sits, they're sitting in the top four. And, you know, they've, they're missing Cameron Munster. Uh, there's a lot of talk that Smith should retire, Smith should give up the reins so that Harry Grant from the Tigers, who's on loan, can come back, or Brandon Smith moves into hooker and all these changes. But at the moment, well, they're, they're winning games. Well, Cameron Smith will have to retire soon because isn't the retirement age 65 <laughs> right now? Like, I think you have to actually retire by 65 or 67. So he'll, he'll only have one more year left. But um, I, I think they probably don't get spoken about because they're just always there. Yeah. Like, no matter what year, they're, they're just always there for as long as I can remember. Um, especially in the last 10 years, Melbourne Storm are just always up in the top, top few um, teams. And... Honestly, as much as I do like the Storm, probably I'm a Broncos man, but 
you know, Storm would probably be my second or third team behind, say, the Cowboys. Yeah. But, jeez, wouldn't it be nice just to see them not be in the top four for once? Well, yeah. I mean, I find that... I think every year we try and find a reason for the Storm not to be there. I, I think everyone will say, yeah, we've said it in the past, like, they've lost Billy Slater, they've lost Cooper Cronk, um, you know, Smith's getting too old, and all mm. this sort of stuff. Like, who are they going to put in there? But... Just every year, they just again, they're just that well drilled that they just find another bloke that's going to do a job. Yeah, and, yep. and they turn up, and when they turn up, and when they all do their job, and when Smith leads that team around, you know they're they're hard to beat. Mm. And you know we even I know coming back from uh, the break when it, we had the sixth again rule, everyone was saying, you know, how could um, how are the storm going to go because they're the ones that you know invented the wrestle. Well. Mm. They're still going just great. They're, yeah, well, they're probably, finding a way to win still. So Probably shows how strong Bellamy is as a coach as well. He's been able to adapt and 100%. Um, create some new gameplay, I guess, off off the back of that. And Yeah, look, I, I, we said it from the start, like they'll be there definitely in the eight, um, but it's looking like they're going to shape up to be a real contender as well. So, um, 100%. And with, the other thing is without Origin this year, like obviously Origins at the back end of the year, yep. they're not going to have that period where they do lose um, players to Origin, um, as as all the other teams will as well, but obviously for them being a heavily representative, is that right? Represented side. Yes. In yep. both uh, Queensland and New South Wales, um, they'll obviously, they should benefit from that, which would be um good to see. So 100%. Yeah, put it up there. And then going on to the second game that I said would be a cracker was the Eels and the Knights. And it was a very low-scoring game. It ended up 10-4 to the Eels. But, again, the Eels just march on without Mitchell Moses. That's two wins in a row without their star halfback. And, again, I think you know the common theme that we're talking about here with a couple of these top sides are their depth and their ability to be able to, when a player gets injured or when someone's out, to have someone to step up and fill a role. And that's what the Eels are doing, and that's why they're sitting on top, and that's why we keep talking about Storm, Eels, and Roosters, I guess. Roosters, yep. Geez, I was so glad when Eels won, because they were the last leg of my NRL multi, and it got up. Good on you, boys. <laughs> uh, very quickly, we'll talk about the Battle of the Spooners, the Broncos. Finally got a win after six losses on the trot. Absolutely, yeah, they sort of, they just demolished a lacklustre Bulldogs. Was pretty, I was pretty angry here on... Saturday night, to be fair. I'll be, I'll be honest, I was confident going into the game that, mm. you know, it would be at least competitive. I thought we'd certainly be competitive, but, yeah, we just didn't show much at all. Errors cost us early. Broncos got on top. And, you know, to the Broncos' credit this week, they've, they've um, in the last couple of weeks, they've been criticised for dropping off, especially when, you know, going up a couple of points. But, you know, they kept the pressure on and they deserve the win. So I think that's... As much as we can take out of it, though, I don't think it's going to be, um, yeah. I will say, though, as as much as their intensity did lift, I think, from the last few games I've watched, it still looked like they didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, it's still a bit clunky, isn't it? And that's just why I think it was the Bulldogs that they beat. I I just don't know if it'll be... I remember you said something, maybe it was a couple episodes ago, but you talked about a few of the teams who will go run run up the ruck, mm-hmm. you know, one, two, have a crack on the third. Yeah. And then another fourth fourth play to straight up the ruck and then have another crack on the f- the fifth. 
Like, I watched the Broncos, it seemed to just be like, they'd get to the fifth and they'd throw it to Milford or Croft and be like, oh. Just hope for something. Let's just put a kick up and just see what happens. Yeah, let's hope the other team makes a mistake. Kind yeah, of yep. And what really, what the first thing that struck out to me from the second set, so I think Broncos received the kickoff. They've had their set. And then Bulldogs have had their set. And then the second set for the Broncos, I think it was Boyd who ran it up, then... The winger, then the centre, then Boyd again, and they went at the fifth. And I was like, where are the forwards? These, <laughs> this is supposed to be like the best forward pack in the competition, people are saying. Yeah, yeah. Where the hell are the forwards? And I was, surely they can't be tired yet, but um, they were bunched up. They looked, they just looked like they had no idea what was going on. And I'm not saying I'm an expert and I would know what was going on either. No, if I was out on NRL field, I would be hiding in the corner. <laughs> um, Behind the goalpost somewhere. I would just be hiding because I'd get snapped in half. But um, look, it just visually for me, I went, well, clearly these blokes aren't as well drilled as Melbourne Storm or Roosters. Yeah, so. and again, that's that's the difference between the top sides and bottom yeah, sides, isn't yeah. it? And that's why, yeah. unfortunately, I'll go back to it. And I know everyone wants me to keep uh, eating my words where I said the Broncos would be top two and, you did say and playing finals footy. Um, I just... I, and now I can't really see it, but... I'm just glad, even though I'm a Bronco supporter... For I your never, sake, I hope they improve. I never said that. <laughs> but look, I, I sort of... I never said that they were going to be anywhere. I just... I listened to you and I trusted you because you're an NRL expert and... Didn't go too well, though. No, not, Didn't go not, too not well. Well, the nights, are, the nights are going well for me. They're looking good. Yep. So, yep. one out of two is not bad. Nice. Uh, and then moving on to this week, look, as we spoke about before, I think a lot of these games should be pretty straightforward for... Um, for the favourites, to be completely honest. I don't see too many upsets. Beware, though. That's always the trap, isn't it? Yeah. When you see something, it's quite often it's too good we'll to be true, isn't it? probably get two from eight this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hit two yeah. from eight, and, or maybe even zero, just, to, just for um, good measure. But I think if there is one game that's going to stand out this weekend, and if you, you know, if you can only watch one game, I'd try and make it the Rabbits versus the Knights. Now, currently, as it sits, this is fifth versus sixth. And both these teams, they're, they're sort of, you know, they're looking okay. They're looking like they can both play finals footy. Um, they have really good games and really good moments. And then in other games, they seem to um, maybe be a little bit complacent. Um, and so I think that's an area that both teams are working on. But for me, if you know, if one or both of these teams are really going to go on and push um, towards that top four and, and finals, you know, serious finals footy, then... I think this is going to be a cracker. I think this is this is the week that these two teams really turn up and uh, and cement themselves as a force in the comp. So tune into that one. I think it's going to be a tight game. And I'm going to go the Knights. I reckon the Knights in a very tight one. Knights by about two points. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think that's 50-50. I don't think I'll like to uh, put a bet on that. But I think I'll, I'd probably go the Knights as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just yeah, no multis for me on that one. No, no, no. I, I don't want to risk the money. But, I like uh, the nights better regardless. So. Definitely. Now, I just want to finish up very quickly just with uh, some controversial calls. Now, How two, many people got Simbin this week? Well, That's probably my next question. Oh, 72? I don't know. I actually can't remember. I don't think that was as many. I, th- I, I do remember so. there was a couple of calls where they said, oh, this this was a sin bin last week, and now all of a sudden it's not. So. Yeah, I think there's a couple where um, they're listening. To I think Latrell Mitchell and Josh Reynolds like full on wax some players and didn't like there was nothing happened to them. So uh, anyway, but we're not here to talk about that. What I am going to talk about though is two weeks ago we had the controversial call 
where at the end of the Manly Knights game where the Knights player pushes the Manly player after kicking the ball or what could be called simultaneous. And then this week we've had the call where, uh, if you didn't see it, Jamal Fogarty from the Titans has gone to pick up the ball. He's picked it up and fumbled it. And the Warriors player actually tackles him without the footy and then puts the ball down to score a try. They go up to the bunker and the bunker calls it a penalty um, for taking um, Jamal Fogarty off the ball. Now, my problem here is it, it is completely reversed probably to what happened in the week before. So you've got a player without the ball that's been tackled. And had you already knocked it on, though? It was gone. It was gone back. It was. It was a like. So he fumbled it backwards. Okay. And yeah. and then he got taken without the ball. So last week we were calling for the referees' heads because they didn't call it a penalty, uh, which ultimately cost Manly. This week they call it a penalty against uh, the Warriors, and we're all calling for it to be a try. That's you know the general consensus. So for mine, look, I think they're pro- probably both. They're pretty tight calls, but I think if you can't, in one instance, go it's a penalty. And then in a very similar instance, go, oh, that's not a penalty for that one. It's either they're both penalties or they're, they're both that close that, nah, neither are penalties and it's play on. Mm. Um, so for me, I went the, the last week, I said it was pretty close, simultaneous, and I could live that it wasn't a penalty. Look, I had, a tit- I had the Titans in a multi and I ended up getting my same game multi up. So I was pretty happy that it was called uh, a no try, but... If I didn't have that reason, I you know I wouldn't argue with it being a try. To be fair, purely on the basis of what I thought from the one last week, mm. where I think people get confused and we create this controversy about referees is there's too much emotion in it for us for whatever reason. Um, and yeah, I don't know why, but we think of two very similar things. Um, and in one one instance, people are calling for it a penalty, and in the other instance, you don't want a penalty. So. I think that's where you, where it comes from, not necessarily just the referees. So yeah, well, I think people need to wrap their heads around that. Unfortunately, as well, like the referees get so much pressure that they seem to be changing their calls each week as well. Yeah, and this is I've noticed this happening in the AFL as well. Um, you know, they get a bit of pressure from you know whether it's the media or or whatever from the game, and all of a sudden they're just tweaking their calls, so it sort of trying to flow the game better, but. Really, if you're going to... We spoke about this at the very first episode. If you're going to change a rule, make sure you do it properly. But also, if you're going to change a rule, you've got to then be consistent for the whole bloody year before you change it back again. So... Yep, definitely. You know you know what I said in the very first episode. I hate rule changes. Yep. Um, but if it's little tweaks like, you know, trying to speed up the game or like that's what they're trying to do in AFL a lot at the moment, um, it's just ridiculous. Like, yep. what you're changing tactics every week and you're always going to have controversy because the players are never going to get used to it Yep. and then you're just going to keep having your, your head on a chopping block and you've you got to be consistent so you know from the referee's point of view last week they didn't call a penalty this week they did call a penalty so you can see why people call for an outcry but yeah what really gets me is when people got what they wanted the week before mm. so they wanted a penalty the week before they got one this week and it still wasn't good enough and that sort of not an, like, yeah, it actually, it annoys me. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it doesn't annoy me, but it well, does annoy me. But it's just because let's, you know, let's move on. Like, people are saying, what well, it's cost the Warriors. Well, I don't think so. The Warriors scored two tries in the first nine minutes, and they didn't score another try for the rest of the game. Like, they did that to themselves. Yeah, um, it's, co- it's cost yeah. them uh, not being at the bottom four, maybe. Yeah. Well, in that too. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it hasn't cost them their grand final chances, but uh, that's what it's cost them. But look, at the end of the day, yeah, just, it's frustrating. Yeah, 100%. 100%.
All right, mate. Anyway, I'm. Uh, that's that's me for the NRL this week. All wrapped up. What's uh, what's going on in the AFL world? Well, I mean, another great round of footy. A um, few little surprises, I guess, um, and a few fifty-fifty games as well that could have went either way. Um, so let's crack into Thursday night. First of all, we had the Cats versus the Lions, and the Cats really turned on. I was disappointed in the Lions, but you can't say that they didn't show up at all. The Cats were just on fire. Yeah. And, um, yeah, sort of defying what I said at the, the very first episode, that they wouldn't be there in the eight. I don't think this stops the Lions' chances for being up there at the end of the year, but I've got to probably bite my tongue and say that Cats have a real good crack now and, and they're, up, they're up right up there with the top. I think they're equal second yeah. with the Lions and Bombers. So they're, they're a really good chance, which is good to see. Did you watch that game? I did, actually. And mm. as you said, sometimes you just, like, a lot of the times, again, us as fans, we always look for the negative. So people are now potentially saying, oh, the Lions, they're no good um, after, after one loss. But sometimes you just, honestly, you just get beat by a better team. That's footy. It, that's, that's what happens. So And I probably, I don't know if it happens in NRL as much, but I do see it in AFL because there's, there's those one-on-one matchups in in AFL that probably don't uh, aren't as contributed as much in NRL. Yeah, like you yeah. don't see the the halfback only tackle the halfback from the other team. Yeah, of course. So you've got these one-on-one matchups, and sometimes, like what happened with Port Adelaide and Lions the week before, the Lions matchups were just perfect for Port Adelaide, and they they destroyed them. Yeah. And then this week, obviously, the Cats matchups were perfect to beat the Lions. Yeah. But then. In two weeks' time, Port Adelaide might verse the Cats and flog the Cats. Yeah. You know, just because the matchups are, are the way they are. So it's it's all the tactics then. The teams have to figure out how to beat the other team. Yeah, exactly. Um, based on what matchups they have. So, look, I'm definitely, like, do not write the lines off at all because I think they'll be back and they'll be hungry. Um, but Cats definitely, you know, if I have to say it, uh, they'll be, should be up in the top eight for sure now. So I think somewhere in, like, episode Two or three, I did tell you that they beat the eight. But oh, all right, but you know, I can get one wrong. I'm, I'm probably gonna be well, six out of eight at the moment. But well, uh, anyway, just saying. Um, next game was, and I want to touch on this one a bit more, um, because it really, really, and makes me happy that the Hawks aren't going very well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thanks to my good mate Wayne Carlish, he trains down at the gym. I hope you're listening because I'm just. You should see the smile on my face right now. I'm so happy. Poor I suppose Hawks nearly are like Storm in AFL for me. Yeah. Just since I started, you know, getting really interested in AFL when I was a kid, Hawks have always just been up there in the top eight and and winning yep. and beating West Coast in the 2015 Grand Final. Yeah, yeah. So, look, Hawks for me are just always there. And I remember when I was probably, I don't know, maybe I was 18, 19, I met this four-year-old kid. And he had hair Hawks go. jumper on. Yeah, yeah, like you don't get along with children too much. So I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine this going well. This kid, four years old, starts like arguing with me about his team's better than mine. Well, he wasn't wrong. But, <laughs> but I went. I was like about to fight this four-year-old kid because I went, mate. Since you've been born, Hawks have only either won the grand final or lost in a grand final. Went, this isn't fair. So you've known nothing else. So I. I just if I met that kid, if I knew his name, I'd call him out and be like, "Sucked in," but um, it is disappointing to see, not for me, but for for Hawks fans, obviously, 
Um, Pies did um, did do the number on them pretty easy. My biggest concern for the Hawks is I if Wingard's not kicking at least two or three goals a game, um, and Gunston as well contributing, I just don't know where they're getting their goals from. Well, they're... I could be wrong in saying this, but I don't think Wingard's kicked a goal in the last two weeks. No, because I've had two multis on him and he's lost both of yeah, them. So. I know. That's, that's exactly how I know. Yeah. But... <laughs> Which I probably won't put a multi on this week and he'll probably kick four goals. But um... He's due. Get on, punters. Yeah. But look, I, like with it, he's a small forward, so he's... Unless you're Charlie Cameron, you're not winning the common medal. Yeah. But, look, Wingard's not going to go and kick five goals a game and be a big key forward, like a Dixon or, um, you know, someone like a Josh Kennedy from West Coast. Even though they're not kicking, you know, bags of five, but he's just not going to contribute all the time. Mm-hmm. Gunston's not a big key forward. They've looks like John O'Patton's out. Um, I haven't actually read Hamstring? What... I think it was hamstring. Think it was hamstring. And he's look, he's been riddled with injuries, the poor fella. So, um, yeah, he looked devastated. Oh, as you would you be. Know. Like he's only just got back healthy again, um, and now he's he could be. I mean, it probably was more the fact that he's just unsure of what's going to happen. But yeah. I haven't actually read what what he's done. So um, it'll be a shame to see him go out for any extended period of time. You've got Segler on the ruck. Who look, he's not the greatest ruck in in the world. Um, and then McAvoy playing down back to try and strengthen their back line up. He's really good to move up forward, but that then exposes their back line as well. And um, I think McAvoy up forward would provide a real good key target, someone to actually bring the ball to the ground, and then your wing guards and Gunsons can kick a goal. Yeah. Um, but then does that mean down the other end, who are they finding to replace him down back? So I think they're in a tricky situation. Um, and I hope they don't find a solution. Well, the only thing I'll say is, you know, it's never write a good team off, you know, and they've been, mm. well, they've uh, been up there for a while. Yeah, but they're not a good team anymore. So you know, just just don't write them off. All right, just don't write them off. Hawks will not be in the top eight. You've heard this on episode. What are we up to? Episode nine, Project Sports. Eight, I think. Episode Actually, eight, Project eight, Sports. Right. Hawks not in the uh, the finals. Sorry, Wayne Carlish, but uh, moving on. Next game was uh, Freo and Saints. In look, I I thought. This would have been an easy win for the Saints, and I was disappointed to see that they come out firing in the first quarter, and just it was like they just didn't even come back out again. Um, Frio, to their credit, did you know push hard, and there was a bit of a surge from Saints in the last quarter, but uh, I'm glad Frio won in the end because Saints did not deserve to win that game. Um, it's a bit of a shame, but um, Frio got their first win of the year. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little story about that one. Actually, I was sitting at uh, at my old man's house, and we gave him a shout out last week for being. The, the AFL tipster. And uh, I was sitting there and I checked the score and there was dead set 30 seconds to go and free her up by six. And I was yeah. just going, what is going on here? Just expecting to see Saints up. And I said to Dad, I said, oh, you know, Freo and Saints are, are playing. I said, who do you think's winning? He's like, oh, Saints should be winning easy here. He's like, easy win. <laughs> He's like, put it in the bank. And I was like, well, Frio just won by six. And uh, his response was, get effed. <laughs> He's like, seriously, yeah, well, he thought I was pulling his leg. So. Well, we gave him the biggest rap last week, Graham Rubb. And he's gone and he tipped four out of nine this week on the AFL. Didn't, Maybe he just crumbled under the pressure. I mean, he did as well as you. Project Sports. He didn't forget to put his tips in, did he? No, I don't think. No. Well, no. He doesn't forget. Not when, you're, yeah. not when you're 49 out of 500,000. You don't 000. forget. But yeah, shocking week. And I think he told me yesterday 
he's now dropped to about 700. Oh. So, yeah, very big drop. So. Jeez. Um, next game of the round was Eagles and Crows. Um, Eagles sort of disposed of the Crows pretty comfortably. The only thing I'd say I was disappointed to see is that they didn't Go put with 60 it. points on them. Um, I think they won by about 30 points in the end. But I think they could have really just pushed on. Um, they did their classical sort of, you know, coast for a quarter, step it up, step it up in the third quarter, and then just sort of coast at home. So um, good to see them win, and I think they'll go on a bit of a roll now. Well, I hope so. Um, and They've got the list to be up there, so they should uh, keep going. Next game, and a uh, bit of an exciting game as well for a new debutant, um, Demons versus Suns. I think overall the game was fairly lacklustre. Wasn't the game in the round, and I did have a, my, my my bet on the the Suns, but um, Demons proved a bit too strong. But young Isaac Rankin um, debuted three goals, three had his hands on the footy. Uh, he could have picked six goals here because he had the had the chance. But um, fir- first game, and I'm just really excited to see what this means for the Suns over the next um, sort of three to five years. I guess if they can keep your Rankins and your Rowells and sort of that now a little bit older um, pack of midfielders as well. So, yep. you know, not old, you know, we're not talking like Cam Smith old. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Took Miller's, Just experience. Hugh Greenwood's, you know, all with, you know, 50 to 150 games under their belt. Um, I think they can really um, start to put some challenge on. But Rankin, he was picked number three in the 2018 National Draft. Um, and rightly so, like, he, he had some moves, didn't he? He looked pretty good. I know, you rated him. Yeah, well, I mean, I just saw a couple of highlights, and yeah, he looked pretty impressive. Yeah. I just got excited. Yeah. Again, I just sort of thought, well, you know, if you got this kid and Matt Royal there... Yeah, yeah. Jeez, you could be looking... Looking you know, very good. He's starting to build field. a side, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, like, and then up forward, you've got um, King as well. He's yep. been kicking some goals. Um, probably... Probably just and down back Sam Collins, like he he's a very very strong big body like Harris Andrews as well from and only young but just already like he's big yeah and and I think that's that's exactly what you need um, so I'm excited I think I think the Suns over the next few years will also come through and it's amazing to see two Queensland teams actually going quite well in AFL yeah while the Queensland teams in NRL are on the downhill slope so and it's sort of also exciting to see what that does for the game overall in Queensland because um, obviously a heavily dominated NRL um, state and um, just even for our region what it means for participation numbers in AFL and um, that's definitely exciting me so next game was Bombers in North Melbourne expected this one Bombers to um, dispose of North they didn't do it easily um, and without Jakey Stringer um, and without Dylan Shield for probably geez, what was he off for at least a whole quarter yeah. which was disappointing because we both had him in a multi as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bombers def- definitely proved too strong for, for North Adelaide. Ah, North Adelaide. North Melbourne, sorry. Um, I think in the next game, this is what I thought was going to be the game of the round. Um, it proved to be a, a good game. A bit sloppy in, in the first sort of half, yeah. um, but definitely definitely a quality game. The end of that third quarter and into the fourth, it just opened up. Though. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. Did Dixon kick one on right on the... Was it halftime or, or end of the third quarter? End of the third. End of yeah. the third. And that just sort of really turned the Sparked momentum, I think. Yeah. They were up by three going into the fourth and then mm. kicked yeah. away. 
Yeah, no, and, and you're right. So Port, Port versus the Giants. Um, I mean, last week we spoke about it when they lost to the Lions. I think we both said, yep, don't write Port off though because that's just, that's just one sort of small mark against their name. Um, you know, after getting beaten pretty comfortably by the Lions. But they definitely proved very strong and um, they got rid of the Giants. But I think Giants are very quality teams still. Like, um, don't write them off because of that. So... Um, that was really good to see. The um, only problem with the Giants, though, is they they just dropped a couple of games early mm. after the comeback and shortened season. You don't want to, you know, they don't, they've got the side there, but you don't want to be chasing too much. I think at the back end yeah. of the year, so yeah. yeah, it'd be you know if you're a Giants supporter, you you don't want to go a loss again this week or the well, week after or something. You sort of want to get on a bit of a run now. Yeah, well, this get week a couple in the bank. This week will definitely be the key one then because they've got the lines. Um, I reckon this is one of the games of the well, it's, week. It's huge for them mm. uh, in terms of their not only just the week but their season. Yeah. Uh, if they yep. go back to back losses to Port and Lions. Yeah. After already losing, I think what they lose, they lost too early. Yeah. On the comeback. Yeah. That puts them at least four losses. I don't know how they went in that first round before the. Now they they break, they won but, that one, so they've won against Collingwood, and there should be three wins, four losses, three losses right now. Three losses, like, yeah. Yeah, they're on twelve. They're on yep. twelve points. Yeah, so. But if they went not, the, down, not the worst case, but if you start no. going down again and then again... Yeah, I haven't checked who they got the week after, but if they go down against Lions and they come up against you know a, a West Coast the week after, they could potentially be 3-5, and five, which starts to spell a bit of trouble. So, yeah. um, But I think, yeah, definitely a game to watch Giants vs Lions. Um, that's down in Sydney, though, so they should have a bit of an advantage there. Yeah. Um, and then moving on to the last couple rounds on... Uh, sorry, last couple games on Sunday... Tigers and Sydney Swans. I'm just going to put this down as a boring game. Um, actually, what three, four goals in the first quarter to the Tigers, and, and it and, stayed at that. And the first goal was a, I thought a horrible call for a deliberate. Um, he had three blokes around him. He rushes it behind, and Jack Rebot then kicks a goal right in front within thirty seconds. Yeah, and then Richmond kicked two more goals for the rest of the game. I have to also say that. Tigers are disappointing. They are a lot this year, and they've got the list that they should be up there with the best of the best, but just are not proving it. They did win. I mean, a win's a win. Doesn't matter. What's well, Dom Trotto say? Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. A win's a win. But that's true. End of the day, they just don't look like they're impressing um, too many people. And if they come up against Lions, Pies, Port, um, cats. Port cats, like. I don't see how they beat him at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I would just put that. I just all I've got next to my notes here is boring with an exclamation mark. So yeah. Um, that's what I think about the Tigers at the moment. And uh, last round of the game, your boys, the Blues. I, I are you officially a Carlton supporter? I'm not. A, I'm not a Carlton supporter. No. Who do you who Who do you go for in the AFL? I'd probably just have to say the Lions. Okay. Yeah, but Blues just, second team. Oh, I just. I just don't mind them at the moment. I just thought they were smoky, that's all. And at this point in time, I know we talked about this earlier today and you said it doesn't count for anything. It's not the end of the year. But it's the first time they've actually been in the eight at any point in the season yeah. since 2013. So, But I will remind you, you yeah. said that they will be in the eight at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not in the eight at some point in the year. I st- they'll finish there, mate. They'll finish in the eight. All right. <laughs> we talk about this every week. I'm just, just saying, getting closer you, and closer. If you put the $50 project cash on that bet, 
I don't know. I'm just going to have to find someone else for the show, I think, so don't do that. Um, looking forward, two big games, I reckon, this week that will be highlights. Yep. Definitely Giants and Lions. That'll show which team is more deserving of that, uh, that top four spot at the end of the year. I think both teams will still be there in the finals, um, but just showing which team's going to be, be up there at the top. Yep. And then Cats versus Pies. Obviously, we've got our $50 on... The cats, on the cats. We're definitely interested in that. So definitely Thursday night, get your Thursday popcorn night. ready. Um, that, like I said, that game's over in Perth, so it should be an equal playing field. And uh, yeah, money on the cats, so I think that should happen. Now, I just wanted to finish off with our little AFL education series brought to you by Cassie Thomas. Fantastic. She's paid us a little bit of cash to uh, <laughs> keep getting a mention on the show. So if you want to get a mention, um, just uh, send us a message. We'll give us... Uh, we'll give you our bank account details and you can just uh, keep mentioning in there. So um, thank you for the, uh, the idea again, Cassie. But uh, today we've gone through marks, uh, we've gone through inside 50s, and now we're going to talk about what it means, uh, what time on means. And this is a confusing point, I guess, for people who haven't watched AFL regularly. Yeah. Um, so a normal AFL quarter goes for 20 minutes. Not this season. This is the only season that it's 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's 20 minutes of time on other quarters. And this is where it gets confusing. I remember sitting with my father-in-law the first time he watched and watched the game of AFL, and he was just confused. He said, Corey, it's gone for 26 minutes. He said it was going to go for 20. I think he just hated it, and he wanted me to turn it <laughs> off. But he was... Take he, the hint, mate. He was getting really worried. He's like, it's gone for 26 minutes. This is This is so strange, but... Um, what it means is it's 20 minutes of time on, so only when the ball's in play. So if the ball gets kicked and it rolls out of bounds, the umpire will blow his whistle, and that'll actually stop the time. Um, however, on the, t- on the clock, the time keeps rolling. Yeah. So you might see a quarter that goes for 28 or 29 or 30 minutes in total length, yeah. um, but it's 20 minutes of actual play time yeah. while the ball's in play. Yeah. Ball and so, play being the key. Yeah, ball and play. So I hope that helps. 20 minutes of game time per quarter. At the moment, it's 16, though. That's why the score's a little bit lower. Yeah. All righty, that's me done. Lovely. Cats for a win. Let's do it. That's it. First lot of project cash. Jump wait. on with us if, uh, obviously, if you've got your 50 bucks spare. If you don't have 50 bucks, even if you just got five bucks, and you just want to um, jump on with us and, and double that up each week, then, yeah. Jump just on with us and... Remember to disclaimer, this is not financial advice. Oh, no, no, not financial advice. But if, yeah. you, want to, if you want to jump on the train with us, the cash do, train. Do your own research. <laughs> no, I think uh, I, I'm confident in that one, but um, don't take my word for it because my sports bet account isn't looking all that healthy after last weekend. Um, I had a few good ones, but just lost a few what I thought were good ones as well. So um, we're going to wrap it up there. Don't forget to uh, make sure you jump on whatever you're listening to, either Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Anchor or wherever you get this podcast from, and make sure you give us a review and also um, share it for your friends. But the last thing I want you to do is remember that uh, golf giveaway from uh, Fairway City and City Golf Club. Make sure you jump on Facebook, um, give the page a like, give the post a share and tag two mates, and hopefully you win yourself a round of golf. That's it. And make sure you get down and, uh, and see the boys at the pro shop and... Mm. Play an extra round of golf down there too. Great yeah. course. Yeah. All righty. We'll leave it there, mate, and uh, I guess we'll catch up next week. Lovely. All righty. See you, everyone. See ya.